This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. We felt like superheroes. We're enemy number one. If anything happens, it's definitely not going to be bullets just going one way. I was able to finally see God in me. I put myself on my list of priorities and I put myself first. Welcome. You are tuned into Monuments to Me, brought to you by Revolt. This is a safe space for honest and relevant conversations intended to recharge black women and fuel black girl magic. We're your hosts, Akila Friend and Dawn Montgomery, and each week we'll be addressing a range of topics from self-care, entrepreneurship, to politics and relationships. Join us as we explore and bask in the joys of black womanhood. Black women and those who love black women, welcome back to this protected space. This is Monuments to Me brought to you by Revolt, the number one podcast. Y'all already need to have it locked, subscribed, comment, all the things. I'm going to tell you up front because sometimes you tell people at the end and they're ready to move on to the next podcast, right? So I'm your host, Akila Friend, and today I'm rocking solo. Don wasn't able to do today, but you know, she's very active and Clearly, this is an episode I wanted her to be on, but she's going to tap in on the back end for sure. But it's okay because I have two fabulous ladies here with me today to really just like delve deep into the world of activism, their world, and how they're kind of making space not only within that lane, but just by their everyday lives. So we have Char Bates and Lorraine Funderburg, but I'll have you guys introduce yourselves and we'll jump right in. All right. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Take the stage. Uh, it's all good. I go by the name Char Bates, a.k.a. the Community Healer, a.k.a. Malcolm Luther Queen. Mm. Uh, I'm just an everyday person pursuing my purpose every day. I wake up every day and just try to make this environment that we're in a little easier in my own way. I have a nonprofit that I founded. This is our 11th year. Mm, wow. Yeah. And so we have mentored or uh, spoke to or did programs for, we're at about 650,000 kids. Wow. We've had a huge focus on our coalition, which is breaking the chains of hip hop and this mm-hmm. death culture in hip hop music and pop culture. Okay. Because yes. y'all like to just focus on the hip hop yes. part, but it's, pop culture is violent. <laughs> You know, and um, uh, we've been able to take the works of Breaking the Chains and My Voters Hip Hop to and turn into a coalition with wonderful people like Attorney LeRae Funderburg and others who really want to see change in our community. By trade, I am a radio and TV host. I'm a mom. And yeah, I say stuff that y'all probably only say at the water cooler. <laughs> so it tends to, you know... Grow legs sometimes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Love to see it. First of all, before we go to you, Lorraine, I just think it's really commendable that you have a nonprofit that's been active for over 10 years, for 11 Thank years. You. Like, 
especially something that sounds like geared towards kids. Like for me, back in college, I started a nonprofit focused on kind of after school and kids because like I grew up in after schools. I loved yes. after schools and just like the, it's very important. Yes. But it was tough to even like really get funding to get, mm-hmm. you know, folks <laughs> to really wrap their minds around there yeah. being more than the Boys and Girls Club of America. Right. We love them. But right. there's more. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's more opportunities. Oh and so God. for you to do that 10 plus years is like I'm, I'm here for it. No, thank you. That's what we've been discussing literally <laughs> yeah. all week. But with Breaking the Chains, we really invest into the kids and what they want to do. Right. You know, we just uh, have become basically a Rolodex of resources. I don't care what your kid want to do. If okay. they want to do gaming, <laughs> if they want to do TV, writing, like... If I don't have somebody, me and my team, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll typically find somebody in pretty quick, yes. you know. But we also, we heal through creative arts, you know. And we do, we actually do programs for Boys and Girls Clubs. Okay, there we go. Partnership, right? Yeah, you know, you're right. It, can, it can't be enough. And so we're just trying to curb the violence through building generational wealth, helping mm-hmm. with youth employment, entrepreneurship, and, you know, mental wellness. Got you. Okay. Yours. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Lorraine Funderburg. I am the founder of Funderburg Law. It is a, a boutique firm here in Atlanta, Georgia. We focus on, I would say, our motto is create the business, protect the brand, build the legacy. So a lot of what we do is entity formation, uh, contract drafting, review and negotiation, a lot of intellectual property. So protecting brands through trademarks and copyrights and also building that legacy. So estate planning, the piece that a lot of people don't ever want to talk about, yeah. but it's definitely super important, especially in our community. I also am a health and wellness uh, practitioner, a holistic practitioner. And I just went through, I went through a rites of passage probably a couple of years ago, okay. which kind of led me on a journey of sorts for myself. And then after going through that process, definitely wanting to bring that healing to other women and other people in the community as well. Um, as far as uh, my role in activism, I'd say is concerned, I generally use like my time money and resources I would say I'm kind of someone who's a little behind the scenes in that way and so you know definitely uh, one of my businesses you know we campaign and raise money for organizations that such as this one uh, you know breaking the chains where I sit on the board also just participating in you know organizational things such as protests when they're coming up and things like that true and then using my voice, actually, because I contribute to rolling out as well. So definitely amplifying the voice and providing visibility to other people who are actually on the front lines. So right. that, you know, their impact can be greater. But yes, come I on. Come, come on. on. Come on. I love it. She really that guy. Clearly. She can't be a real quiet and meek. It's always the ones. Always the ones. Exactly. It's such a blessing Literally. to have her. Literally. Okay, so we're definitely going to talk about y'all working together and obviously, you know, activism. But I, I love that you all started out with what you do and that it's not necessarily, it's directly tied to activism, but it's kind of, you know, in its own way. And it's like kind of ancillary way. And so I think it's important to show that there are people behind these activists because sometimes you lump them all together and characterize them as being one thing, being supercharged in one thing and not knowing like, no, you guys have interests, you have passions, you had rites of passage, so to speak, in different areas of life. So let's jump into that. Like One, I want to know more of what was your, I guess, rite of passage to say, you know what, I know how to make an impact in a way that matters to me. It's through, obviously, this nonprofit, Breaking the Chains. 
Yeah, and I'm and, sorry. I yeah. left out a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I just do too much. So I don't be I mean, knowing what Never enough, right? All the time. <laughs> you know, the fact of the matter is, honestly, Breaking Change is my purpose work. Mm-hmm. Um, in activism, I wear a completely different hat. Okay. When Malcolm Luther Queen enters the mm-hmm. chat, it's a different energy. From an activism standpoint, I actually did start off in media. And all I know is is that the things that I was reporting on and seeing in the streets was not what was being shown on TV. And so I started to question that. And me questioning that led to people like, hey... Uh, you know you can have a job, a bigger job on FM stuff, right? Okay. You just got to tone down the police brutality mm-hmm. talk. That so, hurt. you know, in my mm-hmm. true black girl magic fashion, <laughs> let me lift these covers up. Yes. What are you guys hiding under this <laughs> And that led to, you know, having the largest millennial mm-hmm. voter turnout uh ever in the history of the state of Georgia wow. during Kemp's election in 2018. Mm-hmm. And mind you, mm-hmm. I hate politics. Let mm-hmm. me just throw that out there. You know what? Yeah. And I love that you did because honestly, a lot of times when we say, or at least when I personally think of activism, I think of someone who's deeply rooted in politics and often Absolutely. to the part where you kind of shun Folks that may not know all those things. It's like, you know, to even jump in the race, you got to know the whole history. You got to know no, how the political honestly, landscape okay, goes. So check, right? So, right. check, right? I I was thrown into politics. And when mm. I say thrown, I mean exactly that. Right. Like, I literally just happened to be interviewing somebody and my guest of the week right. brother was killed by Marietta Police. So I interviewed Shorty Lowe out at a club. Yeah. And Shorty Lowe turns to the camera and was like, and I'm calling all the celebrities, you know, I'm challenging y'all to talk about this because we need to get active. A month later, future uh, video came out of March Madness. He put it in his video. Beautiful. And when I tell you, it took off from there. Mm-hmm. And it's after, called the Blue Flu. That's why. What was so it? the Blue Flu tricked off, oh, because, okay. kicked off because they said that Nick Thomas was trying to run over an officer. Yeah. The officer was actually on the side and shot Nick on the side in his back. And the only footage that we had, because he worked at a car shop, Mm. the only footage that we had was next door at the Mm. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, instead of releasing the footage, they go on Instagram and post them in T-shirts with signs to their back with T-shirts on that said, that said, back to blue. And basically saying, F y'all, we not releasing this footage. He's a criminal, you Mm. know. Even though he was at work. Mm. And so I worked on that case and we made a lot of large noise. But then after that, uh, officer that killed him was promoted to lieutenant. I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm somebody's going to get hurt. And so, you know, that work led to all these different things. At the time, I was going through a lot at home. I left the house and literally I just felt like a whale in a fishbowl. Wow. Once again, I, was, I felt like I was being pushed. Mm. And so I literally left with... $237 in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just need, I know I'm supposed to be doing something different. Because right. I just previously I was hosting seven to ten events a week and I got depressed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, this is something that inspired me. I, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Literally, y'all, within three weeks and stuff with Kemp happened, a month later, BET called and asked me to be on Cop Watch America. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, few months after that, Jimmy Atchison, who was my biggest case that I've mm-hmm. ever worked on, that was the first victim that I knew prior mm-hmm. to them being killed by the police. Mm-hmm. And um That's they, different. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because usually you get you hear the story and you're moved to do something. Yeah, you're moved to know the person. I knew that's what people don't understand. I knew Jimmy Atchison. I did his first photo shoots. I did his first radio interviews. I put him on Hot 1079. Like I knew him. And he was killed in a closet, hands up over a cell phone. Wow, wow, wow. Because they just didn't do the investigation to find out that the phone had already been returned to the person. Mm. He didn't even own a gun. And so us working on that case and making the noise that we did on um, BET Cop Watch America led to us being able to put an enforcement of body cams not, with not only the, the Atlanta police, but federal. Y'all know right. feds don't follow the rules. Right. And so <laughs> we actually broke the relationship up of almost 30 years because they refused at first and they came back and decided to. And if we had not have done that, we would not have had the footage for like, you know, cases like Rashard Brooks to college kids, all these different things. And then in 2020, I don't know. I was just sitting at home and I was mad as hell (laughs) when I seen that stuff about my Arbery. I'm like, they did what? Once again, one of those, I felt the urge. The ancestors was like, no, get your ass up. We went down there and um, we went to the balloon release for my Arbery. And I mean, it literally felt like super. It was, we felt like superheroes walking through this crowd. I'll never mm. forget this kid coming up to because we were okay. We, so we went down there, Panthers deep. You right. know what I'm saying? Okay. It was like 10, mm-hmm. 12 of us. We was all armed. Even the babies was armed. Mm. Anyway, because uh, you know they babies is armed. Right. Anyway, so um, <laughs> I'll never forget this little boy coming up to me, and he looked us up and down. He was like, "Y'all here for us?" I said, absolutely. Mm. Ain't nobody going to touch you today, baby. Mm. And we left from there, and we went to the graveside of my Arbery. And I've never did a libation mm. at a victim's death site. True. True. We called that energy back. And I said, and it was so crazy. I, I don't even, Getty happened to be out there and took a fall, and it went viral. But I didn't go out there to do to anything. Do I've actually never did that before. Mm. So I was completely completely led by the ancestors but that went viral and it sparked all these black militias and Mm -hmm. nfac and Mm -hmm. all these different things like i mean i don't care it's on let me go ahead and put it on wax i brought grandmaster jay down there you know what i'm saying okay but Mm -hmm. he wasn't it wasn't none of that when he came he came by himself right and from that situation and Mm -hmm. us going viral and him getting online and talking about it every day that's the power of social media because we were the Panthers. Right. That was our Mm. troops and stuff. Really, it was our troops at a lot of some of his events which is so interesting because if you didn't say that I wouldn't have known like and I'm sure that's common for a lot of people and it's not to say that that's why you no I wouldn't say that but it's more so just to and I think it's very common when it comes to a lot of you know activists and and just their participation in the movement is just kind of like who is the the cause and who's the effect of that. You know, you know what we I mean? in a, we in a yeah. microwave situation <laughs> right. with social media, so whoever makes the most noise is going to get it's the credit. Of, and right. honestly, we weren't really trying to make no noise. We was already just enemies to of do, APD yeah. and all these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we just had to make them wear body cams. Right. So we're enemy number one. At of this course. point, we just got off a national show. You got to remember, they took Cop Watch America off, off. just before the revolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They took us off two months before Breonna Taylor was killed. Mm. Three months before my Arbery. Right. So if that show had a settled been on, so like it didn't, but it didn't matter because you are who you, you are had, before you right. get there. Right. Regardless right. of B, I wasn't on BT or nothing when I did the stuff with my Arbery. Right. You know, but what he did needed to 
happen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The thing about me is I'm never trying to stand in nobody's movement. No, I'm not no, trying no. to throw salt on nobody's game. You know what I'm saying? So we needed more black militias because before people wasn't marching with guns and stuff. It right. wasn't a thing. Yeah, and I'm like, not. I'm like, hey, I was the person that is full Gemini mode. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, so if anything happens, it's definitely not going to be bullets just going one way. Right. <laughs> um, I need it to be like a transference of energy. Okay. You know, and so it definitely, I would, I have to say my life was changed when I went on national on BET, but 2020 definitely changed a lot of things for me. 2020 is not talked about enough. No. Freedom Summer is not talked about enough Mm-mm. because our lives changed. Everybody, you right. Know, like, and, and the focus, I think, changed where it didn't become, absolutely. you know how sometimes, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this world, our right? People right. Care. People our didn't, people didn't yeah. care. people didn't care what was going on. Just to on. keep it frank. Like, what was going it on. It was very much, you know, okay, for the moment, move on. For the moment, move on. And mm-hmm. because sometimes it's because there's yeah. so many things happening. How do you really keep that peace, right? But it's the, I think 2020 really changed it where it's like, no, this is our focus and it's going to be our focus for a while. You couldn't ignore it And you could see anymore. what happens when we just focus a little right. bit longer on yeah. something. I liked something that you said and maybe you could chime in too with this. Is The, the fact is, before you, let's say, decided to do something or you and your group decided to do something, you checked in with the OGs. Hmm. Personally, I didn't know that was happening because, you know, sometimes when you hear of situations and activists and, and movements going on, it seems so fragmented. Like there's a lot of things happening at once. Where is the collective energy? Where is the strategy? What are we doing next? But the fact that you're saying, Most like, no, people we check don't. in. Right. Mm. And they should. Right. And activists, y'all need to check into these different communities that y'all go into before right. you go over you go them what they that. need. That's it. Yes. It's, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's yes. not a check-in system. Mm. Now, in that instance, you know what I'm saying? I was led to do something, period. Okay. But in general... You should be checking in with True. somebody. Mm-hmm. What if something happened to you and you ain't told nobody you was going out right. there? You know what I'm saying? Now mm-hmm. you done got civil rights out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, right. You need no, to check in. That's, true. that's very true. Because mm-hmm. I do recall being involved with an organization and we went to a certain state and there was a lot of backlash, you know, from the citizens that lived mm-hmm. there, you know, and they felt like we were doing something different and I was actually really surprised to you know receive that because it was Mm -hmm. like oh you know we're here for this mission we're definitely here for the collective to uh, you know support our people and to you know enforce our rights but it was like oh no you came here on our land our territory and decided that this is what we wanted or this is what we needed and this isn't it you know and so that is very important. You're right, because then you don't really know, I think, from the person where you're you're coming in on, you don't really know their motive. Especially exactly. now in the social media day and age, you're like, well, what is, what's up? I right. know you want to do this, but is there an and? Yeah. <laughs> is there and, something and else going be- on? It's because right. it's one, so it's two things. Mm-hmm. It's one, because it's a lot of performative activism. It's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. this right here. Yeah, yeah y'all, we out here <laughs> yeah. helping. Right. And so they don't want to be, you know, the subject of your ego. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, you know, I hate that. And all my givers, I need y'all to tap in with me right quick. Because what I don't like is they will try to... It, now I get the sentiment and the feeling. Right. But... Because these people are not more appreciative of something they didn't ask for, right. they will try to act like the people are ingrateful. Great. Oh, yes. They, 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 they was over there acting like they better than yes. us. And, or they was being real rude to us. Mm-hmm. No, they weren't being rude. They were being honest. Yes. And had you checked in. And it was a, quite a few situations mm-hmm. like that happening during mm-hmm. 2020. These situations yeah. that happen like this right all up. the time. Mm-hmm. I'm from Flint. I, I've talked to activists that's like, I don't want to do nothing for Flint because they was ungrateful. Why? Because you bought more water bottles Ooh. when it's water bottles on every corner coming from every corner of the earth coming mm. to Flint. 
They need filters. Yes. Y'all. Who wants to take a bath with bottles? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? And so I, I'm mad for them. Like, yeah. they're like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't know about your people in Flint. I'm like, well, we didn't know about you. Who you talk to? True. True. I'm like, who you talk to? True. Did you? Because if you ain't hit, it's a few people in every city. If you right. don't hit these people, mm-hmm. are you really here? Right. <laughs> are you really right. here? What are, are you, you here really for? True. Yeah. There we what go. Are you here for? There we what go. You looking for Kirk Franklin? Right. <laughs> right. Let's chat with you now. So, first of all, thank you. That breakdown was necessary. You really broke down the years, too. And I'm like, it makes you think, we're in 2023 right now. Three years since 2020 happened. And like it, does, it. it does not seem it like it. Happen. We need to have a whole, like, series on 2020. Like, literally, and what happened. But for you, I like that you touched on the fact that, obviously, you're doing what you're doing in law, which we need to talk to, too, because I think it's important to know, like, how do you really back folks that are out here building brands and building businesses off of act- activism, too? But also, your personal journey with health and wellness. Because something else when it comes to activism is the idea of how best can you take care of you especially when you're you know I think I think activists are the biggest empaths in the world <laughs> they're the ones that Absolutely. feel the most right, right. Yes. so mm-hmm. how do you take care of you um, is that what kind of led you down this health and wellness path or was it something else you know, completely it, it was partly that mm-hmm. so what it was was honestly I had gotten to a point where I felt really good about where I was Mm -hmm. you know it was like the kids were great I felt good my business was blooming like everything was good from the outside looking in and even outward but it was like it just felt like something was missing you know Mm -hmm. it was just like something still was like this ain't it you know what I mean and for a while I honestly felt kind of ungrateful like how dare Mm -hmm. you have you know all the things that you actually said that you wanted and still not be satisfied with them you know so I kind of just sat with it and just kind of forced myself for a while to mm. be like no we're gonna be happy with this mm. this is it but there was just some calling that was there and so I kind of just went on a journey of source like a part of me felt like it was like a disconnection to spirit right and so mm. I didn't grow up I grew up in the church I would say mm-hmm. you know my mother is definitely a bible thumper and I was very <laughs> much being rebuked in the name of Jesus for everything that I did you know that was not that she liked right but I never took it on, you know, when yes. I grew up, I didn't go to church, any mm. of those things. And so it was just like, that was what I guess I was feeling like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I'm feeling this disconnect here. Right. And so I started looking into like um, holistic therapies, you know, sound therapy and energy readings and that. Reiki and yeah. um, all the things. And this was actually probably during the pandemic uh, as Did well. Did I tell you? Right, listen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did. Force you to sit down. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like, let me try, you know, some of these things. And they were working. I was feeling, you know, like, okay, aromatherapy is actually good for, Mm -hmm. like, easing stress or calming my nerves. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling this energy shift. Like, I can um, ease into a deeper sense of meditation Mm -hmm. and, you know, be more present with myself when I'm doing, like, um, Reiki or meditation or any of those things. So I was like, okay, I like this. But I felt like I was ill-equipped, I guess, as Mm -hmm. far as, like, there was a lot of information out there about all the things, especially Mm -hmm. on social media, right? And everybody's a self-proclaimed guru at something. (laughs) And so I was like, how do I like really get immersed in this? You know, I didn't know other people who were that was their path. Mm -hmm. But um, fast forward to I think it was at the top of 2021. I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. I'm Mm going to take three months. I'm sending out emails to everybody. All of my clients. I'm going on this hiatus for three months. I'm going to Jamaica. That's huge. Come on, Stella. Yes. (laughs) 
like, and then there was this book, Sacred Woman by Queen Afua, that I had purchased probably three times over 10 years and had always picked it up, tried to read it. Um, wow. It's a doozy, right? And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to dedicate these three months while I'm away to reading this book. Mm-hmm. And so I think, oh, what happened? So I actually get sick. I didn't get sick. Before, before the, Jamaica, right? right? Okay. like a few days mm-hmm. before we're going to Jamaica, mm-hmm. I'm going to get tested for COVID. Right. All of us come back positive for COVID. <laughs> I was like, this is some bullshit. I'm like, and I'm not even sick. So I'm like, I don't have COVID. I'm about to look. I was one of those people. I'm about to document with the mask on. I was like, I was photocopying it. And it was like, because all they did was highlight. Highlight. And, you know, when you p- copy it, you yep. can't see the highlight. So I was going to write negative, you know, and I, we was getting on the plane. And so... I was going to check us in, and when I went to go put in my son's passport, it had expired, right? Oh. So I was like, oh, I can't fix this, no. right? So I was like, something is trying to keep me here for yes. whatever reason. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'm stuck here in Atlanta or whatever. And I lost my money for that Airbnb. Too. You was, was oh. Three months. Three months. Three so they months? didn't even give you no. like. Oh, you know what he told me what? if I want to come later. He I was love like, hell no. Listen, those are my people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, like, well, you missed it. Listen, I can't respect that. I was pissed. I was pissed. But he like, he said, listen, thanks for the rum, sis. So listen, go with me, host. I'm like, I'm still gonna read the book. I still got my time off. My clients ain't gonna be bothering me. Boom, I'm trying to read the book. It's like a whole life style change, right? Because mm. it's like not just a reading so book, you know what I mean? Book. So it's okay. like, okay, now you got to start waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh. You know, you're wearing these colors on this week, wearing white most of the time for, throughout Hello. the 12 weeks. I, <laughs> She's wearing her white for those listening in. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, dietary changes, mm. you know, lifestyle changes as far as what you're listening to, you know, wow. taking like the whole nine, right? And so... I'm going through the book and I'm like, okay, this is going to be tough. I kind of need some accountability. Mm -hmm. I'm asking some of my friends. They're like, oh, hell no, I'm not signing up. I'm like, okay, bet. And so one day I just, I'm like, okay, I'm going to just do whatever I can. True. Wake up the next morning, scroll on Instagram. First page that comes up is Queen of Fula. I must have been following her for years. Never has she showed up in my algorithm. Mm. I'm telling you. And so she's like, uh, she does a rites of passage for sacred women, for women who are looking to go through the book and go through the journey. And so I was like, sign (laughs) me up. And so I go to the orientation and I'm like, like I said, I've been knowing of her and her work forever, Mm -hmm. but that was probably the first time that I had like seen her, you know, in action and full blossom. And I was just like, who is this woman wow it was really crazy to me because people over time have always asked me like oh who who are people that inspire you and Mm -hmm. i'm like you know there are people i admire or look Mm -hmm. up to but like inspire like mm, no one tough right So for the first time I was, I was just in awe and I was inspired. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go on this journey. And so I did. It was probably um, like four or five months, like I said, of a change. I journeyed alongside uh, probably about 200 other women where we all, yeah, collectively were going through these different gateways. It was all based on like African natural lifestyle and like really just, get you know, because everything has been 
repackaged and sold back to us. <laughs> you know, something different, mm-hmm. but it's definitely ours. And so it was very powerful and like helping to build that connection with spirit for me because I was able to finally see God in me. Wow. And so it was really because, you know, we had always been taught like God is, you know, or the Father God, right? Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't identify. So that's a with part of you that. in some way. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so definitely looking at it is more of like, oh, no, this creator, creatress, or, mm-hmm. you know, this mother, this sacred woman. You right. Know? And tapping into that divine, you know, femininity, it was just like super powerful for me. And so now I definitely. Uh, have that relationship yeah. definitely went through a lot during that process I'm lots sure. of shedding you know Lord. trauma you know baggage building relationships mm. also healing myself from like migraines and high blood pressure and like just different things along the way and so once i went through it i was just like people need to feel like right this. Like, they need to get this work <laughs> yes. like they need to know that there is a way to go from you know overwhelm and stress mm. and like holding on to the trauma of you know maybe sexual abuse mm. or you know mm-hmm. the mother wound or mm. like just being black in america mm-hmm. you know being a black woman in america mm-hmm. so that we're able to like cope and deal with all of the stresses that we're still faced with you right. know day after day after day so that is wow during the pandemic and during the height of like Breonna Taylor right. and um, George uh, Floyd and mm-hmm. all that, like I was very active during that time mm-hmm. as far as like being more on the front line and things like that. Right. And so I feel like we probably like mixed Came and crossed paths okay. like somehow so, that way. So here's the other thing because I did <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> so I um, am also a healer. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'm a very holistic person. Mm-hmm. And so. I noticed the crystals. I was like, okay. Yeah. And so, and so that's the thing. So, okay. So. <laughs> I was seeing it. I thought I it was, was based on the journey. I was like, when we find out Char I was, was on the trip with you. And I that. was crystal. I just want to say for the record, I was doing crystal healing and up on the crystals day to day. Pre-pandemic, because right. I remember, no, 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 See, you already had the Sacred Woman book and stuff. You just went on that part of your journey. Mm, right. It's a lot of people that hadn't even ever meditated or nothing, you know. And I say that to say mm. because I was looked at as so weird, y'all. I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Like, I was on BET with crystals and a sage. It opened <laughs> yes. up with me saging. And we're having white producers ask, what's that white stick? I got black people like, you know, some say that that's the devil. Right. Oh, Lord. You, yeah. mean like, you mean like how the three's little eyes meant? See, because they don't want to have that conversation with me. Because I grew up very religious, yes. but I am very spiritual. Right. And so, you know, I can hit you with both. Anyway, so what had happened was, you know, I just don't trust this government. It's amazing how, and no shade to anybody that got, mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the jab. But the fact Hello. of the matter is, it was just really amazing how we just watched everybody go we from ain't doing that. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that we can't trust them to they're trying to save us, guys. Oh, my so God. I was very, very taken aback. And so I'm like, hey, guys. This is why y'all are the reason Atlanta was open. Y'all are the reason. Y'all are the reason. Because, listen. Guilty. We, I yeah. was a part oh, of the one looking at Atlanta like, what is going on? Go inside and uh, take this. No, that's <laughs> the 
seen. We know we yeah. needed to be outside mm-hmm. and doing natural things. Yes. Natural things like, I would agree with. Literally. I would definitely agree with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We needed to be outside mm-hmm. though, breathing fresh air. Yeah, true, true. It is so much mold and mildew true, inside of these houses. And mm-hmm. we're talking about this mask. True, true. All this. Yes, it's, <laughs> the mask is literally constricting your air supply and you're worried about getting a disease that could affect your lungs and you're cutting off yourself from breathing. You're getting COVID easier. Anyway, I digress. So the fact of the matter is, is that I'm like, okay, I know they're going to get offended if I just come out and say, stupids, guys, don't take it. But anyway, that's not what it is because honestly, it was so much fear tactics that was put out there. People Mm -hmm. were genuinely scared, Mm -hmm. as you should have been Mm -hmm. according to the horror commercials we Mm -hmm. were watching. Mm -hmm. But it is nothing better than your natural immunity. And so what Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest with y'all, what happened is my godson got COVID. And so that's why I was like, all right, guys, the buck stops here. <laughs> right. So I hit up all my herbalists like, hey, what we need what to do. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to knock it out of him in like 36 hours. Mm. Mm. A lot of elderberry. What did and, he do? <laughs> I mean, elderberry. Right. I got, we got 14 natural herbs. Mm. And you can take it no matter if you have anything from high blood pressure to AIDS to lupus to cancer. It helps. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what ended up happening is people heard how much better he got so quick. Right. And so everybody like, hey, what did you what did y'all do? What True. did you do? And so, honestly, I did not start it off as a business. Right. What happened is so many people was hitting me, so I was just giving people a recipe. Like, girl, I'll drop some off at your door. It's no, right. it's no issue. Right. Right. Yeah, this is my okay. And so y'all met, and then it kind of... What's popping, guys? It's JG here from Blowing Smoke. If you're a fan of fun, insightful, and breakthrough conversations, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Blowing Smoke podcast, a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of the biggest names in your favorite industries. And all that brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Translated into what you're doing today. Like, that's where, what's the bridge now? I don't know. Right. Like, I think we just kind of clicked. We were right. Out, we, well, she's a lawyer. Very needed. You know, right. she, after she bought the tea, she had posted someone. I was like, oh, trademarks. And then she, like, so, so what I love so much about Lorraine is, is that she probably ain't even thought about this. So I'm going to put you on yourself. Um, <laughs> she is Soldier Boy in the sense of, mm. Not just, um, you got a lot of attorneys that sell their services. Yes, yes. Loray has broken down what you need as businesses, brands, and entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but made it simple for you Mm -hmm. in a way that I've, something that I do that I hadn't seen too many other people do. I do marketing. Yeah. And so all of my services I offer it to you, like I help create nonprofits. Right. You can pay me for me to tell you how to do this nonprofit and what to watch out for. Or you can pay me to do it, do it. for you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, she has DIY packages where you can go on this woman's website and get a whole bundle mm-hmm. of all your templates, your contracts, mm-hmm. your how to do the trademark, you know, all these different things. Or you can come and pay her. But she has these things where she's telling you. And I'm like, I didn't pay people for consultations mm-hmm. for more Excuse me for less, right. and I mean a lot <laughs> less. I'm like, this is amazing. Yes, and then she she puts entrepreneurs and wellness mm-hmm. in the forefront, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and that's something that I've always felt like is important, yes. you know. And I'm like, I just I really love what you do, and that to me is yes. <laughs> she's a I think that that's a different type of form of activism because mm-hmm. you're saving people money. 
You're saving people time. You're saving people from being tricked and losing things. Listen, I did a... And it's not just people. It's the people that are making the difference in other folks' lives. Right. And yeah, that need, oftentimes, she's helping those the that helpers. Help. Yes. Right. I feel like just between the two of you and the amount of things that you do that all also kind of draws back to that main focus of just black people helping people mm-hmm. or and overall helping people that are helping people and mm-hmm. helping our community. How do you all stay up in a sense? You know, how do you stay afloat? How do you keep that mental in check, that health in check? And on you, on your end, how do you keep that balance to make sure that you're still effective in the work that you want to do? No, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, go. <laughs> Ooh, she said I'm gonna let you go. Honestly, I definitely prioritize self care. That's <laughs> one of my things for sure. People know they'll be like, "Oh, I can't reach you," and then see me post on Instagram. I'm at the spot. Okay. Mind your, mind your business. Okay. Exactly. And I don't feel any type of way. Yes. About it. You know, it took me a while to get to that point. You know, because as women, I think as black women mm-hmm. for sure, we're used to just giving and we're supposed to like that's the what's been put upon Mm -hmm, us and we're supposed mm -hmm. to do it with a smile and we're supposed to be able to carry the world on Mm -hmm, our shoulders and mm -hmm. you know still be strong and all of the things but I don't subscribe to any of that (laughs) so I'm like I put myself on my list of priorities Mm -hmm. and I put myself first and so because I understand that I cannot pour from an empty cup and I'm only as effective as like I am actually well so so what exactly changed? Okay, so you had that three months and you had the revelation and now you're kind of living in that revelation. But how did you change the way you do work, you know, to still fit? That so honestly, I had to let go of a lot of my clients. They were upset. My pockets definitely were affected right? by it. But it was like the peace of mind was greater. And Ooh. honestly, now... I don't even have, like, I don't even have a website up as far as my I try. I mean, listen, I was like, she about to come in here. <laughs> no, Where is the I took it down. I'm like, you can't find it. me unless yes. you know somebody who yes. knows me. Yes, because like, she's that guy. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> that's how yes. so, first pause, pause. Because you got to be a boss to be able to do that. I, when I tell you. I was clicking on all of like, the characters. She? Listen, she's like one of she's like one of those rare gems in the, the industry. Yes. If you know, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, yes, and that's absolutely. what worked. Absolutely. Okay. And then with you, as I mentioned, like creating and still having that impact, knowing that you're doing a lot of very important work, but wanting to stay up, like keep yourself grounded and together and ready to pour, but also to make impact in all those those lanes. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a day to day. (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest. Man, you got to be honest with yourself on where you are. Mm -hmm. Like, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. I started to not even do today Mm. because of how I was feeling. That's real. You know, and but I love and respect her so much and I love and respect y'all so much. I'm like. You got to push through. You know, it's going to be those days where you have to push through, but you have to be honest with yourself when it's time for you to take a break. Mm-hmm. Like right now, I already have a vacation schedule next okay. week. Yes. But I'm probably. Where are you gonna, going? Jamaica? <laughs> no, I ain't got there yet. <laughs> you know, right? But, but, um, yes. I can't tell y'all because I don't trust people. True, true. But uh, I'm going to water. <laughs> take me to the water. And so. But I'm taking my kids there, mm. and so I'm. I gotta go. Uh-uh. I yes. need. Uh, I gotta take time this weekend and next week 
to have a break myself right. before I had to get somebody else to do all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. the thing is, is that you can, like she said, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And, you know, people don't understand, like, how serious it is. Y'all hear what she just said? Mm. She terminated contracts with clients. That's what, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, taking three months Mm -hmm. off as a busy person, that could change your career. Forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's dedication to her healing. And for me, I can't go too long without being near water. Mm. Okay. And I think that that's what's going on with me right now. Like, right. I'm like, hey, you need to be by water. And, you know, I think that sometimes we put on too much on our plate. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Mama K Camp because <laughs> she always make me do a plate. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, she makes me section it off in fours. Yep. That's all you have time for. One, two, three, four major mm. projects. Oh, so on the, the four, it's not like set things like parts of life. No, family, it, is. it is. Oh. It is. But it's four sections. Right, right, right. Four focuses. Mm-hmm. After that four, your plate is too full. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to push something off. Like right now, you know, and I didn't even say anything on social media. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, things happen without notifying uh, social media. <laughs> I know y'all think you're Right. <laughs> I started working a job for the first time in like five years. Oh, that's a transition. Child, hold on. Listen, because nobody's working. Okay, I work for the people. Right. But I'm working for people. I wouldn't work for them people, but they were nice people. You know, but this wasn't for me. You know, and my time and my me as a mom. Yeah. But when I tell you this was one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever worked in my life. Hey, nice. Um, and I've basically been had a role between like a social worker and a therapist mm. where I'm doing sessions with children and families to get them through abuse, through neglect, through trauma, through grief, through, you know, their parents divorcing or different things like all these things that one of my biggest things as a healer is working on childhood trauma. I think that if black people can get through the childhood and relationship trauma, I think that we would be in a different space. 100%. And so mm-hmm. I've learned how to alleviate a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And it took me on a deeper journey as a healer because it made me study the clinical side. Right. I've studied everything from shamanism to Ifa to Yoruba to part mediumship to clairvoyant, all these different wow. things to crystal healing, sound therapy. But this is something different. It's like it connects the science of all these different things mm-hmm. and helping coming up with coping skills and strategies mm-hmm. on how to manage our emotions better and how to use our interests and passions to alleviate the trauma that we're dealing with and to catch patterns, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's what it is. It is when, it, when you it's see true. a pattern, mm-hmm. that's when you know it's a problem. Right. And so, um, I've been actually going into these homes and doing these sessions with the. Basically, I'm the last go before somebody going to jail or these kids being taken. Okay. Okay. And so, you know, I made so much progress with the kids, and that kind of hurt for me to walk away. But I'm already busy, and my purpose is to help at a mass rate. Right. And I, but I know that 
this was meant to be a part of my journey because I'm certified state board certified in so many different things Huge. now. Huge. From suicide to personality disorders to crisis management to abuse and, and neglect to treatment to all these different things. And I can that, see how that's now taken back into the nonprofit, exactly. right? Especially dealing with kids. You know, literally, like yeah. I just mm-hmm. did a, um, I just did a huge. We just did a huge teen summit yep. with Atlanta Public Schools okay, and, wow. um, yeah, and uh, the city of Atlanta. The mayor was out. We brought Joe out, D.Y. Mm-hmm. Kings, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. So, and we were able to have a group conversation. Me, uh, shout out to Dr. Sierra L. We were able to have a session where it was just us and them babies. So it was me and an advocate and a therapist in a oh, session good with for these, these kids. Yeah. Uh, said, that's incredible. It was a really great <laughs> that's too. incredible. That was an amazing event. My kids were like, "Oh my goodness, when is the next one?" Oh, yeah, like, good. oh I love it. Good. I, oh, that's how I always judge my events. Did the kids have fun? <laughs> it's true. Because I don't it's really true. care what it's y'all talking about. We like go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. If, they had to have stayed, a good time. Our <laughs> session went over thirty minutes, and wow. they didn't move. That's good. They needed that. Mm-hmm. They needed to the that. point where I'm. The parents started coming in. We're about to say, "Hey, y'all ain't supposed to be here." <laughs> then we look at the time, like, "No, we're all supposed we're to be all gone." Supposed right. to be gone. You know? That's crazy. So it was. It was really, really. I beautiful. love how this conversation when I first started. When we first started, we were talking about activism, and just so y'all know, we had a conversation on activism during the last season with different guests. Mm-hmm. But I like how this one seems to be more so about like activating yourself in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. activating yourself mm-hmm. in order to activate your community, like. And y'all are doing it so well. But I do want to touch on something that we mentioned last year. And I think just the difference in time and space and people might just bring different results. It's just the idea of that black women, especially when they're on the front lines, they're the ones doing the work in a lot of ways. Not exclusively, because I, I do hate that narrative, too. There are a lot of black men and others, et cetera, that are doing the work. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of black w- women doing it, right? And no, and not getting it right. right. <laughs> running it, in a sense. And not getting, and not getting the credit. Mm-hmm. And, and not getting the, you know, and I, oftentimes you need the credit because with credit comes funding comes you know more voices comes media, one more time for the people in the you back. need the credit and yeah. it's, it sounds like when you I would just say in all walks of life you know if I as a black woman were to really ask and demand that credit it then becomes a story on you, you versus, exact, but, versus but the see, purpose here, but see here's, right? but see, here's why the you thing it. though it's not even just about credit right it is about acknowledgement of in mm-hmm. gratitude for that it's it's just simply gratitude True, for that right. person's work True. especially for work that people do out of the kindness of their own heart out of their own mm-hmm. pocket the very least you could do is acknowledge, you yeah. know, the contribution mm. that this person has made to the elevation of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's asking for much. It's not. It's, it's not, not asking, asking for, for anything, anything, right? At all. But I think oftentimes the conversation stops at we need credit. What does credit really look like in the activist, you know, landscape? What is it exactly looking like? Is it a tag on a social? Like, what is? What do you want? It for depends. Real? Right? I mean, honestly, I, I'm gonna be real. I don't care about the credit. Mm. But I do care to be appreciated. Okay. You yep. know, the fact of the matter, though, is, is that it's one of those things where it's like not required, but it's strongly encouraged. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's highly suggested, mm. you know, because otherwise what happens is you delete a portion of that person's legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the bigger problem is it's a lot of career professionals right? who right. will literally set you up to do all the work, to mm-hmm. take all the credit, mm-hmm. and it's really foul, mm-hmm. you know. And 
that's what's happening. Like, I had a video go viral of CeeLo falling off the horse last week, and I'm watching people on my timeline blur out my logo. I'm I like, didn't know that was you. you. That was, what? We follow each other. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to be at that party. Yeah. I did not plan on being there. It's just when I stepped into the situation, people were like, Shark. Something about you in that phone. <laughs> I did not. And the funny thing is, is that I wasn't even go post it. I posted it because, shout out to Lil Bankhead with V103 and P. Brown. I posted it because P. Brown, we was at it. And we were at a celebration for Shorty Lowe's birthday party. I know yes. the headline got taken Get away, right. but it was Shorty Lowe's birthday party. But what happened is, is... Cut it out. I'm still stuck. They really did blow you out. They, they did. did. They did. Right. <laughs> right. I, I literally... God I was, forbid you just left the logo in. Right. What would that have done? Here's the thing. <laughs> I was told to put the logo on there because the thing is, is that... Nobody was expecting that to happen. Right. And I just happened, I was honestly going out there to talk to Shorty Lowe's cousin to let her know I was about to leave. I was actually already about to leave. And my homeboy, shout out to Prophet, the producer, he was like, you going to leave without speaking? I said, well, I've been here four hours. <laughs> so I think that a text will do. Right. He's like, man, go say bye before we go. Right. I went out there to say bye and CeeLo starts walking in with the horse. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, damn it, I can't leave. It was so right. right. And really, if you look at the video, the horse almost ran oh, me over. Yes. Yeah, the guy, when you knew it was it was color purple. Oops, time to go. When the guy came in front of the camera, he was like, <laughs> 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 So I really caught it by happen chance. And the security knocked P. Brown's phone out of her hand. And Bankhead was, it was too many people on the other side for Bankhead to catch it. And so they like, yo, we need to post it right now. Um, send me that video. And I was like, they was like, post it. And I was like, uh, guys, I'm like, this seems like a morning post. Right. It's like 12 o'clock at night. Shorty, post that now. Yes. They're like, well, if you don't want to post, send it to me. I was like, so you're going to post my video? Right. right. <laughs> he was like, all right, put your, he was like, he was like, matter of fact, put your logo. He told me, he was like, put your logo on there. I was like, because you're going to post my video for ID? Right. He was like, man, put your logo on there, send it to me right now. I know it's about to happen. There's too many people in here. Because you had Tip in there, you had D4L, yes. you had, everybody was already yes. there. And so, I sent it to Bankhead and P. Brown before I even posted it on my page. Right. P. Brown That's caught right. the end where he did a stop, drop, and rolled over and popped up. And I had the whole beginning. Right. So our video together as a compilation was that it. That was okay. it. Right. The whole and thing. so they posted it. Then I posted it. And I woke up that next morning and it was everywhere. Shade Room was in my store. Everybody. Mm -hmm. And Shade Room ended up posting another video that Bankhead had posted. And Baller Alert posted my video. And then everybody just... And I'm watching people on my timeline blur out my stuff and I'm that's like, something else and that's entertainment it's pop culture but it's it's so reminiscent of what happens in activism right like in what so what about you like what do you think you know obviously you you agree with the sentiment about like black women needing that credit and i think it's especially important that you provide again the tools for folks who are creating a business in general whether it be through activism or others to make sure that you <laughs> can can be protected but what else can people do or black women do to just 
be okay in this because it is a not a business, but it's a lifestyle and it's something that needs to also sustain them as they're helping others, right? Absolutely. I think for one, definitely uh, finding and collaborating with also like-minded women, building mm. that community, that sisterhood, True. you know, that real sisterhood. I think we went through a trend at one point in time where it was like, oh, women were working together yeah, and yeah, all yeah, this, yeah. but like in a lot of those spaces, it was like, no, you guys are kind of like real life mean girls, <laughs> Actually, like, and, and a lot of them got women healing. empowerment. A lot of them in the healing space, but don't tell nobody. And you know what? So it's funny you say that, though. But I'm like, I, I guess I have a little compassion for that because it's like they're in that space because they do need the healing. You true, know? true, so true. It's like you know, we're always on a journey. You know, so all the time they're not right. at that level where they're all the way healed. Mm-hmm. So there is, you know, some toxicity there too. I've mm-hmm. definitely experienced that as well. But definitely trying to recognize it. Just, you know, being aware of yourself. Like I said before, definitely having that notion of prioritizing yourself and not allowing other people's energy or other people's stuff to be taken in as your own. But about the acknowledgement, that's what I wanted to say. I'm like, no, as far as like what I do, I'm like, I don't feel like I need the acknowledgement because I don't feel like it rises to the level of like okay deserving credit in that sense we could we could we gonna dissect them yes but i do mean like for like the women who are behind like the black lives okay you know i mean i think that that is important for them to be acknowledged Mm. you know in a public space for it to be out there to know that you know these black women are at the forefront and actually doing these things because like for me it was the same when uh, Obama went into office I didn't feel like he was our black president necessarily Mm. but I was like I need a black face in the office for what it looks like even to the younger generations to know like oh okay it happened before it can happen again right like I think it will empower other black women who kind of take a back seat and activism mm-hmm. to show up and be uh, more present in such these a good spaces. Point. That's so. such a good point. Just to know that the representation is truly there, exactly. right? We have a question that we ask everyone who joins us, um, and that is what is your dream for black women? Open-ended on purpose. So that's how we'll end it. I would definitely have to say for us to be a bit more gentle with each other mm-hmm. and actually treat each other like sisters and not just say it. I like that a lot. Okay. What yes. about you? I like that too. And I would veggie back off of it just Well, I'm vegan. <laughs> I've never in my life. <laughs> she walks it and she talks it. <laughs> Come on, veggie back. <laughs> But definitely to be more gentle with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we need that first before we can even apply that gentleness to other people. Oh, that's why we don't apply it. That's a good one. Because we don't give it to ourselves. Wow. That's a good one. Definitely. I'm definitely overly critical of myself. I actually just was talking about that with a therapist earlier today. I am overly critical of myself. And it's because it's like we're already held to such high standards. Then we have to work twice as hard. Mm-hmm. Mix that with being in the spotlight and you're mm-hmm. judged off yes. every little thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel you on that. And especially I think I'll add something else to that. That um, criticism, it's also for me at least, is knowing that I can do it. Right. And so like sometimes it's like, OK, I, I know I could do this. So let me just 
get it done mm-hmm. versus, you know, that gentleness to say it, it'll happen, but it's okay if it's not today right. <laughs> like or not this year. Right. So it is what it is. Thank you so much, right? And surrender. I know. I'm like, talk about signs. You're the third person to say that. Like, mm -hmm, not in terms of that being the word. Yeah, but clearly, I'm supposed to. Right. You need to go meditate. There's something that listen to that. See, we see he got right. Tell you something. Three times. That's it. Exactly. Three is my number. I'm like, okay. Y'all. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that right now. Okay. Where can people find you if you want to be found? <laughs> Look, this, this is Waldo over right. here in San Diego. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm about to be on the same okay? Because y'all do a lot. <laughs> that is funny. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Holistic Lawyer Mommy. Mm. No next. Yes. That's what it was. <laughs> okay, what about you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at I am Charbates with an S, not a C. Mm-hmm. But follow Breaking the Chains ATL. I'd rather y'all follow them to kind of see some of the work. And y'all definitely need to be following My Vote is Hip Hop. Um, we got a lot that we're about to roll out. So just, you know. Stay tuned. And if you want to help get involved with the coalition that we have going on to save the youth through um, building generational wealth, wellness, and resources in the community, please hit us up at BTC of Hip Hop at Gmail. Once again, B is in boy, T is in Tom, C is in cat of hip hop at gmail.com. And if you're looking for programs or jobs for the youth, definitely. Um, Tap in. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, y'all. This is a great, great conversation. And thanks, y'all, for listening, for watching all the things. Make sure to tap into Monuments to Me. Everything is at Monuments to Me. Listen to our podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast, which should be us. So come on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, y'all. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to Monuments to Me. Thank you to Revolt for allowing us this safe space to have these important conversations. If you like what you heard today, then subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend about your new favorite podcast. Head over to Revolt.com to stay connected to all things Monuments to Me. My name is Odessa and you are in tune to Reasonings with Odessa. Now, if you are looking for something that is going to give you all access to Caribbean and African pop culture, this podcast is for you. Reasonings with Odessa is brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop and powered by creators.